this episode of the... Okay, got to move this. Brain. Brain not working still. <laughs> in this episode of the Full Nerd... Oh, that didn't sound right either. Sorry. Maybe I need some of that Dunkin' Donut coffee. <laughs> in this episode of the Full Nerd... Damn it, why am I screwing this up? Okay, I'm going to get this now. I'm going to get this one. Gigabyte Main Gear. Okay, got it. In this episode of Full Nerd, Gigabyte and Main Gear talk Project Stealth and why ATX must die. Those are my words. Welcome to a special episode of the Full Nerd. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with... Special guest, Wallace Santos of Main Gear. What's up, Gordon? Thanks for having us, man. Hey. Good to and, see you again. Yeah, I know. 20 years, man. And Kevin Shea of Gigabyte. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here for my first time. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for joining us. And Patrick, Adam Patrick Murray, of course, is is uh, controlling the vertical and horizontal. <laughs> yes. Thanks, uh, thanks for keeping it together, Adam. Oh, oh, you oh, barely. Oh, just don't even give me that credit. Just barely, barely keeping it together. <laughs> but but we got some uh, we got some goodies uh, in here. Thanks. Uh, thanks to, to your team over there. Uh, so the I, I do want to say audio listeners, you, you probably want to tune in to uh, to see some pictures, follow along uh, or, or watch the video version because uh, we, we do have some goodies here on the table. So, Gordon, what's what's on the table next to you? What, what are we talking about today? So we have in front of us a uh, Gigabyte Project Stealth case, DIY case set on the box, as well as a Z690 based uh, motherboard for this case. Uh, as well as a GeForce RTX, I think it's a 3070 card that is also built for Project Stealth. Um, it's a little hard to tell, and for audio listeners, I'm basically going to describe to you uh, a chassis, if I can get a little light in here, that has no wires inside of it. You there's just simply, the only wires you can see are the USB ports on the top, and that's because all the connectors on this Gigabyte motherboard are actually on the back. So... Uh, typically, uh, if you look at a traditional ATX motherboard, you've got your ATX 12V power above the CPU. You've got your main power to the right of it. You've got all the headers and power connectors and fan headers going everywhere, USB that all plug into the front of the motherboard. Project Stealth and the motherboard basically puts them on the back. So you basically get a wireless, the wireless PC that enthusiast wants. Because I know clearly... Whenever normal people talk about wireless PCs, they think they mean they think you mean Bluetooth or the, a monitor that connects to your computer without <laughs> wires. To actual people who love desktop computers, it is about hiding wires because new PCs, the more wires you can't see is the cooler it is. And this basically makes it so you can't see those wires. It's really the wireless PC for enthusiasts. That's Did I get right. that right? Without, without with, that's correct. Without the latency issues that you would probably run across if you made it all blue. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just and the thing is, I've seen wireless floated so many times by large companies over the years. I'm like, haha, whatever. It just never. Everybody wants a wire, so you still have your wire. They're basically hidden. I know it's kind of a misnomer, but uh, but the big deal with this is you you can't. I will let me grab an ATX motherboard. So this is a conventional ATX motherboard. Sorry, audio listeners, but you can see all the connectors on the front. This is a standard ATX motherboard that we have all known and loved for many, many years. Uh, this one, again, it's on the back. Should I? Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you, why don't you flip it around? I'm going to flip it around. Or, or lay it down. 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lay it down. First, yeah. I'm gonna show you the video card. We're gonna do we're gonna start with the show and tell, and then I'm gonna talk to the people who basically are responsible for this, which is Gigabyte and Main Gear. Uh, as you can see, this is an RTX card. Typically, power connector is up here or on the back. Uh, the power connectors are on the bottom of the video card, which I'm touching with my hand. And if you put it in your case, so I'm going to flip it down now. We're going to. Yeah. Gordon's, Gordon's laying it down on the table. going to switch to uh, overhead view. Oh, nope. That's me. There's the overhead view. So we're switching to the overhead view. And as you can see, this looks incredibly clean, right? And I think most people think, oh, we just haven't plugged in the wires yet. No. They're actually all plugged in. Let's complete the look. Let's plug, let's plug in the GPU. Don't break it. Yeah, let's hope the retention clip holds it in place. It does. So that's what it would look like. I mean, think about that. That's like, this to me looks like a machine before you put, <laughs> before you put in the power supply, right? <laughs> but this particular box does not have a power supply. But if it had the power supply, it would still look exactly the same. Let me push it up just a little bit. Well, and, and why don't you flip it over so we can see the wires? Yeah, so let's check it out. I'm going to flip it around back. And this is sort of the magic of, of Project Stealth. there it is and up here of course you have uh, right angle power for your atx 12v eps 12v i know you don't call it that anymore main power is over here flipped on a right angle you have usb 3.2 the little tiny uh header that everybody's using these days uh there's a thunderbolt header sata ports six of them for this uh, gigabyte z690 board on back as well so you're going to plug in your connectors here uh, you have your fan headers, uh, front panel connectors. Everything is on the bottom and back. So everything's on back. So basically, you would snake. Uh, remember that video card had the power on the bottom. So you would snake it through this port. And then you would plug in all this stuff in back, put the back on. And essentially, it would it would look. I'm going to switch it back because it's this is really cool. But to me. Or, this, yeah. This, and why don't you just stand it up? Yeah. Oh. Stand it up. Yeah. And then we can just keep talking about it. There we go. Is that look? Is that it's just simply, it looks like there's no wires. And if, again, if I had a power supply in here, it wouldn't look any different. Nice. So it sort of achieves that, that, that sort of, you know, 10 of 10 build where you just have no wires, which I, I think is awesome. Yeah, Gordon. So like here at Main Gear, we've been, We've been practicing the the hiding the cables thing for for twenty years, right? And that's kind of where the idea came about was where you know we're working extremely hard to to organize and hide these cables anyway. Um, so why not just completely hide them, right? And exposing all the beautiful bits of the system. Uh, it's not just aesthetically pleasing, but it's also functional too, right? So for most people, they don't build PCs like we do. They they just literally plug everything in. They kind of leave like a rat's nest inside. And that's actually bad for airflow. So there's some airflow advantages advantages as well, some thermal advantages as well uh, by having this design, by using this design. And I, I do want to point that out because, you know, uh, Wallace, you're here because uh, Wallace actually has a patent filed under his name from the previous decade. 2012, I think, is when it was granted. And about, it was yeah, about 10 years ago. Uh, about 10 years ago. So basically it was, 
it was for uh, putting power and putting all the connectors on the back of the PC. So that that was bugging you. You've been building, you know, high end PCs for quite a while as a business. Is that one of the, what what was the motivation for that? You just like, you know, I'm sick of all these stupid wires. Um, so believe it or not, Gordon, this came from, um, we were building a system for you in maximum PC. <laughs> oh man, really? Um, and I, I wanted to impress you. This was a long time ago. Um, I really wanted to impress you. And we ended up soldering, um, the ATX connectors on the opposite side of the board. Um, it turned out that we couldn't get it to function really well. Uh, and, and it was obviously a one-off, so we couldn't submit it for review. But that's kind of where the idea came about. We built essentially a prototype here in the office, uh, and we're like, well, we can actually literally reverse the polarity and and hide all the cabling, all the ugly bits. And especially back then, right? Back then, the cables weren't all black like it is today. It was even worse. It was like a bunch of different colors. Like power supplies, they were ugly as hell. I mean, it's just just, things weren't as pretty. So uh, we really wanted to hide them. Just the SATA cables, it was just bad. So... um, so we, we built this prototype here and I'm like, you know what, this is actually something that we can probably bring to market in the future. And that's when we decided to file for a patent and et cetera. And there we, we actually on the screen, we have the, the thing that sort of kills me about this is, uh, is the original patent application has a parallel <laughs> connectors on the board. That just kind of oh, like, yeah. it dates it a little bit. So wait, is that a disk drive? Oh, uh, yeah, people, we've come a long way. I think that's, I think, the, especially like my kids, they don't understand what a computer looked like that long ago, right? Because we've, we've definitely come a long way. But I mean, so you had the patent 10 years ago. And then, of course, now, uh, Kevin Gigabyte is now, uh, selling. I, can you explain a little bit about what, what, uh, what's the, you'll be able to buy all this? This is not just simply, this isn't one of those, CES Computex, uh, hey, it's a cool concept. We're never going to make it. We just want to trick you to talk about it kind of thing. Oh, no, definitely for Project Stealth. This is where we kind of bringing the concept and the dreams into reality. And you can buy this as a standalone kind of bare bones as you have it there with the case, uh, motherboard, graphics card. And um, on our end, I think that's as far as we're going for now. And I know on main gear side they'll be selling the uh, the full solution. Oh, okay. And so you'll be able to buy the complete PC from us or, or the DIY kit from from Gigabyte. Oh, so that's so you're gonna you're gonna be obviously doing a, a branded uh, version of this case under under main gear. So um, no, we're we're gonna build a Gigabyte edition. Oh, um, okay. It is a Gigabyte chassis, so we're not taking credit for the chassis that they, they, they built, <laughs> right? But um, uh, so it's we're gonna keep the they're essentially their DIY kit. Uh, and just add the, you know, the main gear touches to it, right? Which is exceptional build quality, uh, exceptional testing and support. So I have a question. Uh, you know, so I didn't pull the board out of here because uh, I wanted it to look beautiful for the video. If I did, though, you know, clearly all the connectors would be on back. It's not on a normal ATX. Is it proprietary? I know that earlier was like, ah, you guys are him and Han. He's like, yeah, it's not really. Pro- is it proprietary or? Do you want me to answer that, or do you want to go, Kev? Um, yeah, you can go for it, and okay. I can chime in too. It's 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 a it's not a it's a, it's a non proprietary ATX port. The only difference is that the connectors are soldered on the opposite side of the motherboard. Now, the beautiful part about this is, if you do purchase a DIY DIY kit or or a full PC, right, uh, with with that Z690 board, 
And in the future, you want to upgrade to whatever chipset is coming out next, right? And if you don't find a board that has the same type of connectors on the Epson side, you can always just plug in a regular ATX board, right? You can always change your uh, your graphics card to a regular graphics card. It works just the same. So there's there's no artificial uh, limitations um, uh, that we're not trying to basically hold you in the platform. Mm-hmm. Buy it as is for its function and for its beauty, and upgrade as you wish. Uh, oh, okay. Because to me, that was the big question: is you know, are are the mounts con- with the, the same as a standard ATX? So I could basically say, like, take a next generation board, jam it in here if I can't get it, and it would work because the the mounting holes are all in the same place. Oh yeah, exactly the same. Yep. Everything exactly the same as all other ATX. Micro ATX, you know, whatever. Um, you're going to be able to use it. Is there, was that done because you wanted to make sure that you didn't want to, because, you know, people don't like pure proprietary things. You, you Was that done to make sure it was, is, that you did have an upgrade path? I mean, I think there was some intent for flexibility there. You know, you can't, I'm sure everyone with their own PC bill kind of knows anything can go wrong. And anytime you might be upgrading this or that motherboard, especially very central to your build and, you know, all the components kind of tie together there. So it is good to be able to offer that flexibility. And like Wallace mentioned earlier, if you need to switch out your graphics card, you can do so, you know, um, it's not going to interfere with any of the function and everything's going to be perfectly, you know, the same. Right. Cause I'm, I'm just thinking like, you know, it's really cool to have, again, it, there's no wires. You can't see, that stupid power connector going to the the video card, it is neat to to not see it. But yeah, if I switch to this to a next generation part, you just simply snake the power out and, and plug it in on the on the front side and 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 wait for good. the wait for the version that has it on the bottom. I guess a stealth version. <laughs> That's right. You know, you know another thing too, to, uh, to, which is a good point to bring up um, as a as a system integrator, Gordon, um, to to wire a system properly, it takes a couple hours to actually snake everything together to um to to literally zip tie everything and 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 build it in a way where it's 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 a it's just beautiful it takes a long time right now this design allows you to build the same caliber of pc within literally 15 minutes it's you can it's you plug 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 close that back lid boom your pc looks like you spent 10 hours building it Huh. So it's um um it's something to take into account as well. Yeah, and especially for uh, system integrators, which you're you're building, a, you know, a custom order build, and it just makes you're just cutting down a huge you know amount of time. Everybody has a build, you know, say if you have to build a hundred of them, that's oh, yeah. a huge time savings. It's, it's big time savings, and and the and the and obviously the outcome is 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 beautiful. You know, I, I think that I think that I for a system integrator from a business point of view, it's it's awesome. But also as somebody who, because there's two paths you can do, which is I'm going to take an afternoon and I'm going to take a weekend and I'm going to wire my PC and make it beautiful because otherwise my friends will make fun of me. Or you can just not give a damn. I'm at that point in my age where I just don't give a damn. Plug it in, I don't care. But the nice thing about like you know this design is like if I did a DIY build with a stealth board and and GPU, you're right. I'm I just build it. It's done. It looks beautiful, and I don't have to, you know, spend hours and hours, you know, you know, OCD, uh, freaking out over every single wire place because it's it's all hidden away. That's even for a regular DIY person. I think it's pretty handy. 
It's huge. It's huge. Now you want to take it a step further as you, you buy a power supply with shortened cables, right? Now it's, it's even the, the back part will look nice too, right? Cause you don't have to snake it and, and kind of crumble it all in. So right. it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a very elegant and, and a very obvious design. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons why we patent it. It's also very broad too. It's pretty cool. So, you know, I do have a question on the motherboard side though. Um, is it, you know, moving power, moving all the headers and everything, does it, pose an issue when you're building a board is it basically the same amount of layers as you would in a conventional atx board or is are there major electrical challenges doing this so actually um in terms of electrical challenges and traces we've had no issues with it um mainly the difficulty comes from the actual manufacturer of the board itself given that you have connectors that now need to be soldered basically, or you, you know, you have stuff that needs to be soldered on basically both sides of the board. And normally the manufacturing process is every, you know, you have your PCB, everything is kind of laid out and all the solder is automated. It's an automated system. The solder comes in and basically solders everything at once. Now with this design, you can't do that. And so basically what we, they had to do is um, they had to hand solder a lot of the components, which are normally, um, uh, automized so it takes about an hour for each board oh okay uh, so it, it's it's a very time-consuming process for uh our manufacturing team yeah and so that's obviously going to add uh cost to the, the the board but i imagine if it were to take off and you were making enough of them to to automate the process it could be the cost would come down and, and end up being the same I mean, definitely. We're we're very excited about Project Stealth, and we like the uh, the direction that it kind of takes everyone in the industry, presenting new options, you know, from your typical sort of format. And it's something we would like to see take off. Uh, there there are a lot of question marks too on our end. You know, are people going to like it? Is it really you know as popular in demand as we think it might be? And I think this is a really cool sort of pilot project to kind of uh, get out in the industry and get the feedback and see how it goes because i do know um there is a lot of interest on our end to kind of expand it if it does take off um but you know of course there there are some question marks as well yeah and i i actually i feel a lot better knowing that it's essentially the chassis is you can basically swap out with the standard board and it really it's an evolutionary approach it's not a, a revolutionary kind of approach where you it, you know, it's you break everything to make it. So that that as a as a DIY kind of person, like I I really dig that because it it's cool to do it the first time and it's beautiful. But you know, if maybe the next time you want to do it, but you don't have to throw everything away to to do it again. Because again, the all the connectors they're all standard for the uh, power and SATA, and I mean, it's just there's nothing unique about any of the connectors that's proprietary to it. Right. There's no drawbacks. There's no drawbacks. And I urge the community to, if, if you think this is a good idea, then definitely support it because um, you're going to incentivize companies like Gigabyte, Gigabyte, you know, Asus, MSI, et cetera, to invest and, and, and continue to make this uh, a progressive uh, thing, right? It's, it's, uh, we, we can definitely make this even better for next versions. Actually, yeah, somebody earlier in the chat, uh, Smoke TTV, said, uh, quick, someone buy a million of these so we can get the industry to make it a standard. <laughs> there you go. He gets the idea. Right. Uh, I, I do have a couple quick questions. Uh, we got some super chats uh, from uh, friend of the show, VC Jester, gave us uh, $5. Thank you so much. Always appreciate it. It says, uh, how confident are you with your case design? 
will you be sending a sample to you know who uh, and i think it's especially around the the idea that you're saying that the you know the lack of wires is also going to help with airflow and things like that you know how how much are you putting uh, into airflow oh and also the, a follow up question uh, are you going to make a, a a mesh front panel version um, I'll let Kevin answered that question. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's talking about Gamers Nexus. If you don't, if you yes. don't know, oh man, oh. well, we can't say Steve's name. Is like what? <laughs> yeah, we can, we can say Steve. Steve's you, a homie, man. We you, like him. If you say it three times, he'll he'll appear. <laughs> he'll appear. Oh, Steve, no. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if he's interested in taking a look at it, we definitely send him one. Um, but as to you know, what other variations or designs that we're gonna come out with? You know, th- this might be, uh, some, you know, something that we're we're still kind of deciding. Um, kind of need to evaluate how the first one goes first. And I have a follow up to that because I, I think that is er- consistently over the last twenty five years the answer to everybody about why can't we do this is all the chassis makers say, oh, because it costs too much. I'm not going to do that. You know how much it costs to do the tooling for a chassis? It's it's very expensive. I know you can't show me the receipt and tell me exactly how much it costs to make a, a custom chassis, but could you say like what the cost is? I mean, like relative to a, to a normal one, I mean, how hard is this to do? Because chassis designs are, are really just to get one made is very expensive. So is it, can you give me a hint as like, Oh, it's a pretty big undertaking. So for this. Um, okay. So for, in this particular case, our bare bones, the case and the graphics card, this was probably the least costly. Those are the two least costly. The main thing in terms of cost and manpower, you know, and time is definitely the motherboard. Just having to manually do so much, and especially the QC for that, we have to set up a completely different procedure just to be able to QC it. Um, so definitely the motherboard has the biggest cost addition. So, so Kevin, I think he's talking about the tooling, not the actual production costs. Yeah, oh, just, just uh, wondering. I, I can, like, I, I can answer. I, Kevin probably doesn't want to spill the beans, and and, and I understand, but I, I can, right? So, um, for a system integrator uh, to to design and tool a chassis, uh, if it's a full grounds up chassis, it can cost upwards of one million dollars. Uh, if it's a chassis where you base the skeleton on an existing platform it would be a couple hundred thousand dollars to tool depending on the complexity of the plastics and materials, et cetera. But it's a relatively big investment to make a custom chassis. Um, and that's for anyone for gigabyte or for main gear for whoever is in the chassis game. Well, I think a good follow-up question, uh, somebody else had in the chat. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't remember, but they were like, okay, so then, then is there going to be a, a price premium to this? Well, what's the, uh, is the cost going to be handed down to con- the consumer, of course? And look, I'll let Kevin answer for, for his company, but there's always a cost premium for a first-generation product that's going to be handmade, right? That's the reality of it. Uh, these guys, they're, they're not mass-producing these. There's people literally hand-soldering these motherboards. It's going to just cost more money because they need to pay more labor. It's business. And it's something that the enthusiast community, they, they have a hard time understanding is that you know, a business has overhead. A business has to pay for employees. Uh, so there's a there's definitely some math that has to be done to get there. And um, but with that, um, Gigabyte did a pretty good job with pricing. Um, and and you know, and I'm working with my team now on the pricing uh, of the actual system itself as well. So, 
Do we do we have the actual pricing uh, to to announce today or, or no? We do, we do. It's okay. uh, eleven ninety nine USD. So that gets you chassis. Uh, there's a glass door, by the way. I didn't put it on here. Um, they get you a Z690 motherboard for stealth. What what GPU does it get you? This is the you, you got it right earlier, actually. RTX 3070. Okay. And that's that's you, basically for for 11.99. You get a GPU, motherboard, chassis, and you at you bring the rest. That's yep. a steal, man. You paid 11.99 for that GPU alone last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, you know what I really appreciate is that everybody, everybody who's just lived through the, this incredible time, will be able to like in five years when, like, say maybe there's another minor bump. It's like, well, hold on, kid. Back when I built my machine, I paid twelve hundred dollars for a thirty seventy. <laughs> oh my god, really? How'd you live back then? This would be, and this would be like a, this would be like a nineteen year old talking to like a fifteen year old, right? Because we also pay ten bucks for gas. So it's, uh, oh, okay. oh my god! <laughs> well, uh, and uh, j- just to to round this out, uh, wh- when is it going to be available? Also, sorry, I, I spilled water all over myself when you guys were talking, and I literally looked like I took a shower. So <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't show up on video. <laughs> on on our end, it should be available in June. June, okay, okay, June, so, relatively soon. Same with us. We'll, we'll we'll be time to market with uh, systems ready to ready to go. Hey, so I have some questions. Um, so I mean, clearly we know now you can. This chassis is compatible with, and just for people who want to know it, you know, it's a you know it's a rolled steel chassis. Um, it's it's pretty normal, pretty normal for you getting for a modern uh, chassis these days. Actually, pretty nice. Got the got the got the cowling for your your power supply. Um, but my question is some of the I'm going to flip it back down. I don't know if Adam can or should I do it for a round, but I it's a little hard to see some of the details. Hopefully you're going by the memory, but so on the back of this looks pretty conventional. And again, I just want to stress to people who are coming to this new um, this chassis is compatible with a, a conventional motherboard and you know a, a stealth a, a mother a stealth board that follows a pattern um of course gets you the reverse connectors but there's like cutouts for your uh, fan headers there's cutouts of more fan headers down here your front panel connectors um so that means that if if they're you're not committing to a future version of this motherboard using stealth but if it did if it was you'd have to have the similar cutouts right so it would have to sort of follow that that those all the headers would have to be in the same place to be compatible Right, right. And there's Actually, one thing I, I do want to mention about the cutouts, and I think this is where we give an additional benefit to more newer, as, not as experienced sort of builders, is we actually label all those uh, the cables too. So a lot of times, you know, not everyone, but you might be looking at PCIe, you might be looking at your, your 4 plus 4, and you're going, hmm, they both kind of have a date. You know, where does these go? You know, something like that. And this way, it kind of simplifies the whole process for uh, for first time builders. Hmm. And actually, I really appreciate that too because I I can imagine like if you didn't, and it's a little hard to see, but basically this like uh, this says front pa- FP audio, right? So this tells you your front panel audio goes here. If this case didn't go that far to add the information, and you've mounted your board, <laughs> you now have to pull your board. I was like, where is that header going to which one? So. That is that's right. that's really clever, and then so this is basically removable. I'm guessing there's like a, 
I don't know. There's probably a, a retention clip somewhere. So the power, the uh, ATX-12V, there's, this is removable? I actually never tried oh, okay. uh, taking that off. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to break so, this. So, so, I'll so get Gordon, um, to, to the point of uh, where the where the mounting and 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 where the connectors go, uh, it's part of the embracing the version two point and and setting some standards. Um, if this does take off, if there is interest from the community, um, these are some of the uh, you know problems that or not some of the current issues that we will solve in the second version, right? If we you know Gigabyte and 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 everyone else would agree to mount cert- certain ports in certain places and, and, and have the correct labeling uh, as a standard thing. So, so I do want to ask about a, a more radical, like this is again, very evolutionary, which means people probably won't freak out. You're not kind of breaking things. Could it have been possible to move the memory on back? I, you know, I think uh, ASUS had project utopia a few years ago. That was pie in the sky, putting the memory on back. How hard is that to do from a motherboard point of view? Like, is it, I mean, and then of course, I don't know where you'd even fit the, the RAM on back, but that is that that's a little too far for it. It was a little bit um, of a stretch that we we deemed that the the DRAM it doesn't have the cables, so we figured it doesn't exactly add to the clutter. And then additionally, you know, every manufacturer they have different key syncs on it, so you got different heights coming out that would that would be coming out of the back, and you know. Given that we would have to take into account the additional space that we would need for the, the chassis as well. And so, you know, those things two together, we decided to leave it on the front side. Okay. And I imagine. Plus RAM looks pretty. RAM looks pretty, right? That's, yeah, you RGB, have RGB it's, RAM. It's, now. It's, it looks yeah. good. So it's, it's, not, it's not something that's, you know, visually, you know, just bad looking. It's just RAM looks good now. That's true. And I, I, yeah, with the RAM, you you want it on you want it on your display side, so that's 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 important. Um, this, and actually, I, I kind of want to talk about one of the things where this actually sounds, you know, it looks radical when you sort of see all the connectors on back and you see how clean this case looks. Again, it's just super beautiful. There's like no wires. It it feels really radical, but it's not as radical as as I might imagine. But I. Still wonder if people are going to go like I don't want to do that because it's like a one shot deal, and this is the next basically gets me the, the part of the the discussion where near near and dear to me, which is like, like I ATX is awesome because you know everybody follows a certain form factor and standard and all that, but can we? Is it time to let go of some of it? Because I'm let me let me bust out BTX here. Classic. Because I think BTX is a is a good is a it's just a good lesson here because, um, you know, for people who don't know this this is an actual uh, BTX motherboard. It was a standard that Intel floated. I don't know in two thousand. We're talking twenty years ago. They basically said, "Hey, here's our real radical approach to uh, building a PC." You had the CPU in front, got direct airflow from the front, and also the memories moved to be you know. To actually work with airflow, move the all kinds of move the PCH up, you know, closer to the IOS. A lot, a lot of really cool stuff. Also, at the time, extremely radical because required new chassis, a lot of different things. Everybody immediately, all the chassis makers, all the vendors are immediately like, okay, forget it. We're just like they immediately flip the bird at them and never caught on with the enthusiasts and DIY community. And I'm just kind of afraid, like we're. 
we're going to see the same reaction to this from people. They're going to go like, oh, no, this is, I don't, why would you do this? Just follow ATX. You know, you shouldn't change anything. I, what are your feelings? Because I think, as I said earlier, because I want to inflame people, I think ATX has got to die. We got to let go of it. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say that. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, so here's my take, and I'll, and I'll let Kevin speak next. Um, I think I think if we need to take a, an, an evolutionary approach, not a revolutionary approach. That's why BTX failed, right? Um, once you dramatically change the ecosystem or, or you shake it up like that, where people have to invest or throw away components, first of all, it's not good for the world, right? Like you're dumping stuff in landfills, number one. Um, number two, I agree with you 100%. Um, we're patching up a 30-year-old form factor, right? But taking the evolutionary approach can fix a lot of things, right? From airflow guidance, that's a problem, right? So keep that same form factor, but just make it better, right? Like there's separation of airflow for like the GPU, for the, for the CPU, for the, for, the, for the actual RAM, et cetera. Like the RAM is actually blocking the airflow if you look at how it's being positioned. If we could, you know, flip the RAM a certain way, right? To kind of almost like think of it like a car, like a vehicle where like you, you put like a smoke machine to it, it'll show the airflow just moving through it swiftly. Uh, if we if we approach it in that manner, I think it'll it'll definitely progress. But the moment that we sit here and we design proprietary boards and that we have to throw away old chassis or old components to and we prevent you know the enthusiast community from upgrading, it'll 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 fail. I mean, but that it's to me it's unfortunate because I think some things, you know, like I agree with you because you can't you can't force everybody to throw everything away and, and fix it by buying the new product. That's not how we do things on our side. That's a certain company that uh, makes popular phones down in Cupertino. That's, that's not how things are done on the PC <laughs> side of things. But at the same time, I feel like we, we got to make some change. I don't know how we can get to the point where we can like, again, I, I love this concept and I see, like, okay, I, I, I'm down with it, but how do we get to the next step where we move the RAM, you know, so it's it's actually going with the airflow or, or you know, move? I, and I just don't think a lot of people would accept it. And I don't That's know how it is. So this is a, a great first step. It's exactly, it's not a concept. It's a real product, right? So, like, this is a great first step, um, and, and it's a way for, for companies like Gigabyte to try the market. The market accepts it, and there, there's literally no drawbacks. You can buy that motherboard in its own without the chassis and, 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 and take a Dremel to your current chassis and cut the holes in the back of your motherboard tray and mount that board in there and it'll work. So like it, there's no drawbacks. Huh? No, I didn't even think about that. You really could, that would be a really fun project where if you mount a stealth board in a conventional, you know, chassis, you know, this is a, this is, you know, not a super high end chassis, but like if you want a really nice build, you could, you could definitely, just drum it on and it would work. You're right. So that's oh, yeah. that's a good evolutionary approach. I like that. I didn't I didn't consider that. That's pretty cool. Huh. I, what, I, but what, what what about more bigger changes like laying the RAM down, you know, instead of vertical, like horizontal, like that? That's going to take a lot more. Even though it's a, technically an evolutionary thing, that still seems pretty revolutionary. I don't know. Uh, I mean, we have so much space with the ATX form factor. If you think about it, right? Like. When you know three-way SLI and crossfire is no longer a thing, two-way SLI and crossfire is no longer a thing. So if you think about mm -hmm. the amount of real estate that we have within that ATX form factor, there it's a lot. So we can definitely move stuff around to make it to place it better, and and that's the part where I, I would like to influence. You know, me being in the in, the in the Intel board of advisors and 
being partners with companies like Gigabyte and, and Asus, MSI, et cetera, um, that's where I want to influence the market. That's where we, we think we can make certain changes for the better. And, and you know what? And we're here in the community too. Like if you guys have ideas, man, just definitely chat away and let's figure this stuff out together. Like what, you know, like this is perfect. Like if you could, I mean, if you could change things in it, what would you want as, especially I'd love to hear your perspective. Uh, Kevin, I, uh, I'd love to hear your perspective as a motherboard, you know, a vendor. And then also Wallace, you from system integrator, if you could change, what would be the top three things you would change about ATX? Like sometimes I, I think like, I would almost want like a mandated rear, uh, a higher rise, you know, cause you know, having a motherboard that is always, you know, you know, generally half an inch above the, the back, maybe we make that an inch to give, you know, more space to route wires, you know, I, I, to me that, to me, that seems like a pretty cool thing. And if everybody did that in all their chassis, cause you know, you can't just move it. Cause now you've got to, there's other things you got to move in the, in the, in the case. Right. To me, that'd be like, I, I would love that. Cause I, I always have to run wires behind the motherboard sometimes. And it just sucks. What about you all? Yeah. What are the things that piss you off? ATX. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. Um, yeah. I mean, so definitely things I think would be improved was, is definitely, uh, as you mentioned earlier, the thermal solution, things could be optimized a little more in terms of placement. Airflow could be improved because, you know, nowadays the, the trend we're seeing is stronger and stronger CPUs, stronger and stronger graphics cards. And that's just pulling more and more power, generating even more heat. And, you know, we're seeing things like the new, uh, the new power connector coming out, right? And that's 600 watts on a cable by itself. Some systems is already 600 watts can power a whole system. So I'm seeing a case where um, it's just going to get really hot inside. So anything that could improve airflow would be great. And as, as Wallace mentioned earlier, um, this is definitely a community. It's a team effort as an industry, actually. If we want to make the change, no one vendor can do it themselves. And I think it's great that we have this partnership for something like Project Stealth that we show other people other things can be possible and it can look good at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, my proposal is basically ATX Plus, right? So we keep the ATX form factor and and we, we, fix, we fix some of the nuisances that we that, that exist today um from you know from from like we mentioned earlier from like placing the the, the ram the, the the correct way where it's going to aid in their flow and not block it to you know these gpus right they're, they're 250 plus watts nowadays cpus same thing 250 watts right we need to do a little bit better job separating um the two components from each other so we can actually direct the airflow a little bit better outside of the chassis so like we need to evaluate right the intake and the exhaust right like where's the best position for the cpu where's the best position for the gpu and how are these gpus exhausting how are these cpus uh, expelling the air inside the chassis right because the cpu is basically in the middle if you if you follow intel and amd spec it's basically circulating all that 250 plus watts of power uh, you know, like it's this, this dispersing it this way, you know, away from the CPU, but not in necessarily in, in any particular direction. So, and you consider that, so you consider the ATX spec with cooling in mind. Now you can come up with some pretty radical, some pretty evolutionary, but significant changes. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because it, it, besides RAM being this massive uh, impediment to airflow, the VRMs have gotten like, 
crazy, right? The VRM stack has just gotten huge and bigger, and they get bigger every year um, as the CPUs draw more power. And I, it's just like, could, you know, is there a possible way to put them somewhere? Like maybe there should there be should be more space above the CPU, right? So I, I don't know. It's just... Maybe this, it's a three-tiered approach, you know, VRM, CPU, or CPU, VRM, GPU, right? But those, those are the three, and then RAM too. But those components are, are basically, you look at the heat sources and you just basically, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, right? Like, let's 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 kind of segregate the, the heat sources in their own little space and let's make sure that we have proper airflow that's going to, you know, cool it and, and, dis- and disperse the heat outside the chassis. Uh, I have graphics a question. Card, man. Yeah, <laughs> graphics card needs to have its own place. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because well, I I would think you you always want the GPU as close to the CPU since you know the PCIe controllers in the CPU now it's all you know integrated. But and if you're going to move it farther away from the CPU, you know, then somebody's going to yell. That's like uh, the, the engineers will definitely yell about that. But it's just like if there were some way to get get a little more space, you know, for. Yeah. That would be good. And then also, I kind of wonder, like, I mean, I'm sure nobody else would ever agree to do this, but, like, why can't we put all the fan handers and, <laughs> and front panel connectors in the same spot? Actually, we, we, we did get a $10 super chat from, once oh. again, Shen, a friend of the show, VC Chester, said, if I locked all of you manufacturers together in a room, how many days would it take for you all to agree on a front panel I.O. standard so we have just one connector? Oh. I, 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 that's another thing. There's little stuff like that. That is, it's, it's ridiculous. That's how it was done 30 years ago. Why is it still being done today in that form? So, like, you know, and it goes back to you know making business decisions based on on numbers and not emotion. We need to get the message across to these companies, right? Specifically, Intel and AMD and Nvidia, right? Nvidia, they're in their world designing their GPU to perform the best for them, right? Uh, I'm sure they take into account like the airflows, et cetera, inside a chassis, but they still, at the end of the day, their priority is their GPU, right? Same thing with AMD on the GPU side. Intel, their priority is their CPU. Same thing with AMD. So how do we basically get everybody together and say, let's let's fix all these little things here? Here's, here's, the, here's, here's the pain points. Can we do something about this? Can we create some connectors that are universal? Or, and can we just... It, it's not. It doesn't take much, but it's hard to get everybody to play together, and and that's one of the reasons why we're so open with with this with this with this patent. We want everybody to embrace it. Um, it it's because we feel like it's good for the industry. Like in in our case, like if our competitors want to come to us and actually build a board with this patent, absolutely, hit me up. Santos underscore Wallace, if you don't have my email already, <laughs> right? Um, you know, if AMD or Intel want to get behind it and and turn it into a true uh, standard. Let's do it. We're, we're open to this. Yeah, because that was one of the questions I had. Is like, well, again, you you patented this idea in 2011, and uh, I've kind of wondered, like, well, is is are you Wallace? Is it all your fault that nobody's reversed all these connectors, or <laughs> it's just that nobody's willing to do it? Right? It's quite the opposite. I mean, I got laughed out of probably 20 meetings um, in the beginning to the point where I I kind of gave up on it. I literally brought this up to every single silicon manufacturer and every single motherboard uh, manufacturer that I that I that I know. I mean, but isn't that sort of like I mean, I've again I've heard that so many times. Like, wow, you'll always hear it's like that's a really great idea. Mm, I'm not going to get the chassis people aren't going to get a board, and then it's like there's just so much cost that to to 
to make one little ch- tiny change. And the the easy answer is always, you know what? It's too much work, and it, the gains are so very little. Like I'm just thinking, like not even the front panel connector. Like we, I mean, finally we sort of have a standard now. It's the Intel front panel connector. Everybody mostly uses it. But I'm just kind of like, why do we even use these stupid pins? Like, can't we do something a little more like not 1998-ish? You know, like why don't we? Why don't we have a single block for all this stuff? But I mean, I know the answer is always going to be that's too radical. It costs you much, and there's, I, I, you know, yeah, it goes back to the making making decisions because of a spreadsheet. It's it's um, that's how most businesses operate. We need more people that are going to act with emotion at the end of the day and do what's best for the community. Because at the end of the day, the community will embrace it. They don't understand the the challenges that that takes to build something like this. And props to Gigabyte for coming out and doing it right. Like, it's it's they're the first ones that actually had the balls to go and say like, screw it, we're gonna get people to hand slide motherboards. Props <laughs> to them for that. But um, the the reality is, is, it's very challenging. It's there's there's always someone making a business decision that that's based on you know they're being, essentially being counters and and. I, I think if we get together, we can make enough noise to to change some things. I, I propose ATX plus. Oh, I I love the idea, and then and again, I I definitely you're right. You know, Gigabyte needs to get a pat on the back for for doing this. This is something that we're trying to change things. You know, for the better. I'm just hoping, and I think a part of this, like clearly on the business side, is you're on the business side of it. I'm on the community side of it. I think there's also something wired with us where everybody's like, no, this is just, no, I'm not going to do it because I, I, I've done this. I've done it the same way I have for 25 years. I'm not going to change anything. I don't know how to make people change their minds on this. And I, I just, I, I wish there was an easier way. I mean, it comes down to you, Internet. If you're watching this and you're like, well, that's cool, but it's not worth the money. Well, then how do people like Gigabyte and Mangear try to do something different again if basically everybody goes oh no it's not same. it's not the same way i've done it for 25 years so you know how, how do you encourage companies to do something different if you're always going to be so you know anti this because it's a slight amount of change and i think that's a challenge to the community that i'm talking to the camera to right now and i i don't know what else to say because i obviously I, i'm a crank right i i talk about btx people don't even know what btx is because you know i know why it failed and I understand exactly why it failed, but I just feel like, can we just be have our minds a little opened up a little bit? And that's to me, you know, that's that's on us for always being so unwilling to make any changes as a community to be accepting of it. So I'm just saying, I think it's good nature, job for Jordan. both of you. I appreciate it, and I think it's human nature. I think people, uh, I think comfort is that's why it's called comfort, right? I mean, you're comfortable. It's uncomfortable when you do something different, and so it's it's it's. Um, but but usually the outcome tends to be very good. So it's very rewarding. So like um, if, if we if we sit here and we work together to make some changes and, and, I, and I, I'm serious, like if there's any any of the gigabyte competitors listening to this to this uh, to this podcast, uh, definitely let's work together reach out to gigabyte, reach out to us. Let's let's figure some stuff out together. That's the only way we'll, we'll expand the TAM because at the end of the day, we're going to expand the TAM. Right. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, TAM is, means uh, total addressable market. It means the total amount of people that are actually buying our stuff. Um, <laughs> if 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 we create better stuff, there will be more people to buy our stuff, and we're going to keep on innovating more, right? But like, we can't just stay stuck in the same place forever, and and that's that's the whole thing here. Yeah, and I I just think like 
I feel like, and again, this is, is something where you both should get a lot of credit for this, is willing to, be, willing to be open to talk about it, and then maybe we get everybody in the same room and get some momentum behind it. Because it, it feels like, I, you, I and it, it just takes a little while for it to all sink in, but like, you're right. To, as somebody like me who is just a messy builder, I don't care anymore. But to be able to build something where it looks like I paid somebody a lot of money to clean up my box, <laughs> that that appeal is awesome, not even to old, lazy people like me, but also like a kid, you know, a 14-year-old building his or her first gaming PC. They build this thing, and it looks spectacular, and they really did not have to deal with all the normal wiring mess that you have to. That's only going to happen if, if, you know, if this gets traction out there. Gordon, so. I, I went to a Best Buy the other day and, and, and I looked at some of the game, the gaming PCs that were being sold with single sticks of RAM running single channel mode and, oh, no. you know, no. MHCX motherboards and HCX chassis with you know, rat's nuts cable everywhere. That is not, as an enthusiast and, and, and as a CEO of Mingear, that is not representative of PC gaming. And, and, and think about, you know, if, let's say if these tier one OEMs said, oh, We'll use this patent to just make our products better. They would be able to make a better product and at a faster rate, and and the end user would get a better experience. So, like, some things are just obvious, and 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 that's what I'm proposing here. Let's just let's just fix some of the pain points in the platform and make it better for everyone. How hard would it be to? I mean, because there is no real, you know, unlike uh, Jetic or somebody who's sort of like. You know, you get a memory standard made. Everybody agrees to let's all be nice to each other. It's a little different with the form factor. How do is it ATX plus uh, consortium? ATX plus consortium or something? Does it feel like it feels like? And you know, it's got to be neutral. Zip said that it's got to be a neutral ground because you know you've got it. It's got to be open to all you know hardware vendors. Is it is it something the industry sort of should establish so that we can we can at least talk? You know, I think it'd be great if we did, and you know. They just need some sort of shining beacon for us to kind of, if we can hold it up, the community, if they support it, we can say, hey, look, this works. People are looking for change. This could be a possible direction we're going, and then let's explore the other opportunities. I think that's definitely, you know, as you mentioned earlier, it takes a lot from the community. It takes a changing mindset. So big shout out to our HQ team, too. Um, I did hear that originally back when Wallace approached um, our company to, to do it. We weren't able to. For what reason? You know, I don't know. It could be anything back then. Um, but, you know, the current team, we're very kind of like community driven, trying to be more community driven, a lot more gamer focused, right? Trying to get in touch with more of our audience and roots. And so they did decide to take on this project. And, you know, how can we deliver kind of a better solution for everyone as a gamer, as a builder, um, just in general for everyone to have a better time? Yeah. You know, I can honestly see I'm, it was a different world in 2010. Like this green PCB is like, that's basically what 99% of motherboards probably were back then. You know, look at, look at the differences in the motherboards here. This is just, you know, pure art, this gigabyte uh, Z690 board. And this, this BTX board is just like, you know, functional. in 2010, it's functional. it's functional. It's ugly. It's a very different. I mean, like back then it was like a window and a case. I mean, they were just bare. They were still, like just having a window on a case was a unique thing. So I guess I can see why it's pretty hard to to go for something so different uh, back then. But at the same time, I, I just feel like 
It's 2022 now. So, but again, but again, you know, that's, uh, for you have to you have to actually made something like this. You know, this is a considerable investment in money to do the chassis, to do the motherboards, the graphics card. You're going to, you know, market trying to sell it, but I, I'm going to hope that people just don't flat out reject it because it's like, oh, it's not, I'm not used to doing it this way kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think they will. Like, we have a sign-up page that we put up this morning, and we we have literally thousands of people that are interested in this thing. So I, I think, you know, you're you're a great first, like, impression guy. Like, you, you've been in the industry for so long. Like, for you not to hate it instantly, it means a lot, right? Because <laughs> you're, you're, like, the voice of the community, man. Like, and, and for those of you who don't know Gordon, like, this guy, like, a lot of the shit that happened in the market today is because of Gordon, wow. right? Like, like, I got to give credit where credit is due. So, like, um, I, I just appreciate that. You appreciate it. And, and, uh, and I'm, I feel pretty confident that, uh, you know, the, the community will embrace it. Yeah. And, again, so much of this is really, again, it's hard to sort of understand it when you're looking at a still image. and then, But to actually have it in my hands and then touch it and feel it and understand, again, like, that you can adapt a stealth board to any chassis with a Dremel. I mean, it's not fun, but you can do it. It's not that radical. And then, and then the fact that it really didn't, it just did not occur to me until you mentioned it earlier. It's like, yeah, you know what? For lazy builders, you end up with a beautiful, you know, build no matter what, even the laziest builder. So that to me is, or, a, or a just a, a pre-built be, being able to walk into a store and be like, Oh, well, wow, that looks pretty clean. And you know, right. <laughs> it's in best buy. Well, it basically wherever. sets a new standard. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it makes it more appealing, uh, you know, and easier for, for the console crowd to come over and, and get excited about it, too. So Yeah, and, and really, you know, looks are extremely important to today's PC gamer. They're younger, they like the glass, they like the RGB, you know, so it's, it's a different crowd. And to have it look clean, <laughs> it's funny, my kids are like, hey, my daughter was like, hey, how do I clean off this glass? Like, what? it's like... Why do I, why would you, I've never cleaned my stupid window in like 10 years. Like, <laughs> like, but you know, kids today, it's all about like, it was like they, both of them were like decided to clean the, the windows on their computers. Cause very much the, the aesthetics are so important to, to today's, you know, PC community. So uh, the fact that you can, again, I, I just, if you could look at this picture, it is just like, there are no wires in this machine. It just looks beautiful. Well, and, and for those wondering, uh, we, we did have somebody in the chat asking if we can get like closer up. So we're actually going to do a separate video where we kind of do a, a little tour and get like really up close and, and personal with it. So, so watch for that. Cool. But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely have always been in the camp. People know that the, where I tend to prioritize aesthetics a little bit more than just pure performance as well. Like the, like aesthetics is definitely something I, I care about. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely part of that, that younger generation, oh, I guess. Yeah. It's the, even it's, though I just turned 40, you know, I know. And, and again, you're, if you're new to PC gaming, I, I think you don't want to, you don't want to keep anybody out. I talk a lot of smack about console because. It's usually because console gamers get in my face, so I'm going to get in their face. But as many people as we can bring aboard PC gaming, as many people as we can get into this, you know, wonderful hobby that we've all had for so long, it's better for everybody, right? I mean, strength in numbers. So got to get everybody in, involved. And, and to be able to make it so anybody can build a beautiful machine, I think, is, is pretty awesome. I, I'm envisioning now uh, like the the fellowship of the ATX consortium, like you know, kind of uh, coming together, Lord of the Rings style. Uh, when you need, have different you're representatives, need to come lead us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Do you? I mean, Wallace, are our vendors open to this? I mean, also Kevin, 
do you think like you get a call from you know asus and msi and everybody else asrock like hey yeah okay let's you know it's pretty cool do you think it's actually possible or do you think it's i wish i wish all of us as an industry would cooperate a little bit more the mindset is kind of this is my own personal opinion by the way so don't take it too uh seriously i guess but you know, it'd be great if everyone kind of cooperated with each other and just not not in terms of just, you know, industry standards, but just everything in general, right? We're, we're, all, we're all on the same side. We're all on the PC side, you know, when it comes down to it. So why not do something great together? And it could be creating new ATX motherboard standards. It could be new, you know, chassis designs or anything like that. New graphics card designs. Like, we could probably... I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be able to say, but, you know, it, it would be good to see some better cooperation, even branding and stuff, because, you know, we all kind of, we're all kind of enemies, rivals in a way, but sometimes I think we stand a little bit too much black and white. You know, why can't we both do a partnership with the same people or something like that? I think it would be really cool. Um, unfortunately, that's not exactly how it works because it's very, you know, gigabyte here, MSI here, Asus here. And we're all like frenemies. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm going to put this challenge out to Kevin publicly and anybody else that sees this. <laughs> you guys are welcome to meet me here, neutral grounds. So we don't have to go to your, you know, MSI. We don't have to fly MSI and Asus to your place or vice versa. You guys can all meet us here and we'll have a meeting here about it. How about that? It really that, cool. that is really the Lord of the Rings kind of thing where you get together. Yeah, there you go. It's like it's like NATO, like you know, mutual grounds or whatever. We're, we're, gonna, <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna figure this out. We should in Jersey right here at the main gear HQ. How about that? Wait, it's in Jersey. Oh, I was uh, okay. I you uh, know. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What's up with that? We have <laughs> Dunkin', we have Dunkin' Donuts, bro. We have Dunkin' Donuts here. Okay. I'll take, I'll take Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts, donuts and we'll like uh, we'll have a good time. Huh? Good coffee and, and we'll donuts. get some good pasta. I don't know about good coffee. <laughs> I don't, I'm disagreeing there. I I definitely wish. I'm sorry. It, that was Chevron class coffee. I the, the one that I had in New York City, and that was five dollars. Uh, <laughs> um, we, we do have a, a question from Shady in the chat. Uh, is the motherboard going to be available as a standalone item? And, and I guess that goes for everything else too. For Gigabyte, uh, you know, right now we did consider it, but we're going to sell it as a complete package just because. Not everyone's going to have the, the case with the correct cutouts and everything. And there's just going to be, we just felt like there's going to be a lot of complications if we sell someone a motherboard that they wouldn't necessarily be able to use. Uh, and a follow up from that from uh, B Maja is there going to be a template available for the, uh, if somebody does want to do their own drilling and cutting? Hmm. That, you know, I'm not too sure. But I'm. I figure it could be easy to release a template. Yeah, because then you could just maybe place the or some acetate on the back of it, cut it out, and you'd be good to go. And that's make sure you deburr those edges, folks. Deburr those edges. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to sacrifice. You got some blood on your PC. Sacrifice. Yeah, and I I understand. You know, I know people are like, oh, I I want to buy the board itself, but I understand the point of view because. As much as we all talk about this, we all know about it, and you have some people that are like, they got to look at Reddit every five minutes to see what's new. There's people that will legitimately buy the wrong thing and create an uh, RMA nightmare because mm-hmm. they, they're not picking. You could have, make the box bright yellow and say only works. You should buy this only if you you know are planning to. But still, no matter what, there's people that will screw that up. So 
I, I totally get that. But yeah, yeah, you can't just make this thing widely available in Newegg or something because it would it would it would be returns and that's not good. <laughs> yeah, although I could see that. Yeah, even the GPU though. Like, I mean, there's so many cool aspects of this because if you bought this stealth GPU where basically you plug the connectors in back, if I had to drum all that in my case, but now I no longer have to stare at a power cable. That's that's pretty cool. But then again somebody's going to buy that GPU and they're like, Hey, this doesn't fit in my case. What's wrong with this? Right. And then yeah, so, exactly. as a package is the right, is the right move right now. Yeah, I mean, there's more to it too, Gordon. Like, you know, I would like for this, like for the next version to have some like retention mechanisms built into the GPU. You know how the, the GPU sag, we don't right. like sag, right? Mm-hmm. We like it. We like it nice and you know, where it should be. <laughs> so, um, so like there's, there's some stuff, additional stuff that we can do to, to make it better if, if version one succeeds. Yeah, you know, it's it, I could see that too because why not have a retention device baked into the standard? Why not? Because you yeah, know, we need it, man. It, it, ATX wasn't designed to house a thirty-pound GPU. No, and we're shipping these things around. It doesn't make any sense right. where it is today without a retention mechanism. Right, and even if you're not shipping it, you you drop you drop a you know heavy system down on the ground from two inches. You, there's a chance you may crack the board, right? So that it happens, and yeah. I, it's funny because I was just thinking. ATX was designed 1997, so that probably meant it was started in 1995. And then uh, it was designed for TDPs and power consumption that are just like, they could not have envisioned where we are today with today's graphics cards, with today's CPUs. I had to look up the what the TDP of the Pentium 4 Prescott's were because one of the reasons they made a BTX was because, oh my God, Pending four TDPs are insane. And I was like, well, how much was it? Because I can't remember. That was like 20 years ago. It was like, I was like 95 watts. <laughs> like the TDP of Prescott, which people lost their minds over, was like 95 watts. Like that's like, oh my God, that's like a low power CPU today. So I mean, <laughs> my we're phone still, has more, you more know, power than that. <laughs> and that was like, that was a purpose built standard to cool off a 95 watt cpu yet we are still using a standard built for something that was even that had an even lower tdp probably like you know 25 watts or something like that and we're still using all those kind of like designs it doesn't it just does not make any sense sorry that's i i always get on the my little soapbox about about it somebody in in the the chat ron a friend of the show ron said hey gordon what are your thoughts on btx i no i knew it failed i mean i i'm honest if i go back i probably thought it was i was probably against it you know why because i was one of those a-holes like what like this because atx also or btx was also reverse mount so this actually was mounted like this so if you're used to opening up this side of the case it was an inverted design and it was just sort of like, it was a total, it was like, it was a total re- revolutionary change. And I am absolutely sure I was one of those a-holes that was against it because that's just how it is. Because I don't want to, that's like way too much. I can take a little change. Like this change is pretty awesome. Again, Project Stealth, that's like, oh, that's a perfect amount of change. Making things so different that you have to throw everything away and change how you do that. And the reaction is always automatic and i'm sure i was against it so i i'm not saying i was like oh my god i'm visionary <laughs> i was the same kind of a-hole against this kind of stuff back then so <laughs> uh well to go back to project stealth uh a couple of people pointed out why why the lack of rgb rgb cells 
there's definitely RGB, RGB in there. Oh, is there? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we, I don't we can't power it. We, 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 we didn't have power a power it. supply, so. But, okay. Yeah, there there is RGB. You got to have RGB. It makes yeah, it run and, faster. You, know, you can always add. <laughs> you can add as much horsepower as you need. <laughs> Speaking of RGB and open standards and closed standards, guys, let's fix that. Oh, oh my God, that's a whole other thing. All right, let's, oh. let's, let's let me go on record with that. Let's let's tell let's tell Gigabyte and MSI and these guys to play to play well together too, because we got to fix that too, man. It's another I, problem. I, not even that, though. How about why don't we think like beyond even the bigger picture, like beyond just let's agree on a voltage and header from yeah. everybody. Let's fix it. Can we move it to DirectX or somewhere or just somewhere where I don't have to fire 50 different utilities to tune it? You know, I, it would just be nice. My mouse has its own software. My keyboard has its own software. My webcam, my monitor has RGB. Everything has RGB. There's like five different softwares loaded in my, in my taskbar for what? For me to make everything work? It, seriously, let's fix it. Right. Why is this not something that's just baked into DirectX at this point? You have a DirectX The reality is nobody's RGB. buying into your ecosystem because you have a closed RGB system. People are buying your products. Let's make the products good and work with everything correctly together. Right. No, I'm totally down with that too. We fix ATX, we fix RGB. Uh, everybody, I think everybody uses a standard Intel front panel header, right? That's that's everybody's done that for a while. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What's, what's oh, really? Oh yeah, you know what I'm really for since we're sort of like venting? M.2. Yeah. M.2 is at its end. Let's just dump that. It's time to move away from M.2. It's it's over. It's going to hold us back. You think you're oh, going to no. cool a Gen 5 SSD and a little tiny M.2 that has like no... How is that going to work? It's just not... Let's let's do something better. Let's If we if we design ATX Plus, we can take that into consideration, right? Like that's putting out some some a good amount of heat. You're right. And and some drives are throttling. The, the actual thermals are holding these drives back because we have a lot of bandwidth. There's a big pipe. Right. So let's 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 fix that too. There you go. Yeah, Damn, let's I do. love this conversation. It, it should this be is the most exciting podcast I've been part of. <laughs> it was like it was like U.2, which it went nowhere. But you know that was a standard external drive with a ton of cooling, a ton of power that would easily probably could have scaled past. I think there is a U.3 and there's a there are some newer standards. But I just think the, the fact that we are settling on M.2 that's the size of a gumstick, and you're going to sandwich that under your GPU. And like that's what everybody should use because it looks pretty is really not that sort of like rankles me as an enthusiast is like it's like there's clear limitations and the main reason we're doing that is because it looks pretty and that's what I hear from everybody I've heard that from Elena and Adam it's like, well, it's I like the white and it's easy but it just yeah I know and there's then you of course you would have a wire running to an external drive but two wires two wires but clearly we're. Gonna, it's going to hit us right in the face again. It's going to hit us right in the face again. Uh, well, it sounds like we need to go to New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> you know what the thing is? The problem, the, and it is just like a political negotiation. Because if you're talking about Nvidia, AMD, Intel, and and Main Gear, and Origin, and Falcon, and Alienware, and all these different, all you know, cyber, you're going to get everybody in the same room. Then it's going to be like, well, how come I'm not sitting at the head of the table? Then you're like, we got to have a round table because it's like, why? Whoa, why am I sitting here? It's like the UN. They have a round table because like, then it turns into an argument of like, whoa, why am I sitting over here? So we just get everyone Dunkin' Donuts too. coffee and they'll, they'll play nice. Yeah. That's, and, the, and the donuts too. Though. Yeah. And the donuts. <sighs> get out of the donuts. See, that's it. You're, 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 you eat the donut. The Dunkin' Donut is good and you drink the coffee and you think the coffee is good. 
It could be it's water. An ecosystem. It's an ecosystem yeah, it's thing, it's man. It's, it's full circle, man. Come on. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, I, no, no more last questions on my end. What about you, Gordon? I, I just, I think we're we're right about the end of our limit. I, you know, and again, there's uh, kudos to Gigabyte really for again making Project Stealth because this is a wireless desktop. Um, you know, you, they are taking the risk. So internet, I'm going to tell you right now. I just this is my again soapbox. Don't immediately react to like, oh, it's not oh, the <laughs> usual stuff. You got to understand that people got to try things to make things better. And clearly, it's not proprietary. You can mount this even in a, in a non-standard board. There's you can mount a standard ATX motherboard in here. There's so please don't just simply react by recoil as as we all always do. And again. You know, Wallace, I the fact that you're willing to say, hey, let's let's all have a meeting. Let's talk about this because there's a lot of things we got to fix. We are handcuffed by 25 years of legacy and we are unwilling to change anything because nobody wants the bean counters are in charge, which is bad because bean counters in charge is always race to the bottom. And the community always reacts negatively if you change anything because it's legacy. You know, like that's it's not baseball, folks. It's not a 200 year old thing. Let's just we can change things. We can change things. So I'm going to take an opportunity here, uh, Gordon, to say that I just registered ATXPL.us. Um, <laughs> so spelled ATX plus. Nice. Uh, we will have a there form up um, so you can sign up and we're going to create a community around people yes. that want to fix this stuff. How about yes. that? Hashtag ATX plus. Uh, ATX. Hashtag ATX plus. There yeah. you go. ATX P- <laughs> plus dot uh, US or atxpl.us oh okay <laughs> oh i see there we go pretty clever i just literally that's, registered just on, i like it online that's right really now. Good. i like it that's really good and I'll, I'll give you uh admin access or something so we can figure this out <laughs> no, that would be, be like, like terrible uh, moderator and keep shit together but yeah no, i again uh you know i don't have any questions but again this is i wonderful i'm glad you're both here i have a better understanding of it as well because i see what the attempt is i see it's not too revolutionary and and I'm hoping the community accepts it. So I, I'm, you know, nothing but like good luck to you both. So with this. Thank you. And thanks for doing this. This is very nice of you. And Adam, th- thanks again for keeping it together. Oh, yeah, I try. I try. That's what they pay me to. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to keep me under control. They got to like, I have an electric shock collar. He hits the button. Every, every time he brings up BTX. I'm like, I, okay. Okay. But I'm not saying I was I like, know, I'm just, I'm just I was one of those people who said it's terrible because it's not ATX and I'm part of the problem. I've long been, problem, but I, it gives me a u- unique insight into why we don't like to accept things because you can only change, take change slowly. But unfortunately, we've gone from take change slowly to never change anything. So that's that's my problem with it now. Nice. Yeah. Well. Well. Thanks uh, for for you guys coming on. And uh, yeah, if if you want to see a closer look, we're we're, we're going to do a video on this uh, that we'll hopefully upload soon, so that uh, you get a, a better tour of the inside because it is it is nice. Cool. Should I take should I take us out, Adam? Yeah. Let's do it. So check back next week for your Fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And please do leave a review there every time you do. Maybe we actually get some momentum for fixing ATX. Saying questions and comments to thefullnerd.pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Wallace Santos and Kevin Shea. 
And uh, Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the L switch. Yeah, uh, I guess go bookmark atxpl.us. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll see what shows up there. So thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks, uh, uh, Wallace and, and Kevin, for showing up. Uh, and thank you for watching and your awesome questions. Uh, we will see you later. Bye. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us.